Bill Michaels Show. Good to have you on board today. Nice look outside there on the Bud Light live stream for those of you watching. A few cars off in the distance going by, sunshine, a little bit of a breeze. Looks beautiful out there today. I was up early today. Got up, uh, God, again today about 5.30, 6, I guess. And in, in, in my neighborhood, I'm pretty respectful. Ben, now you don't do any yard work, do you? No, I do not have a yard. What is the earliest you could, say, tolerate a neighbor doing yard work with any kind of a powered tool? If I lived in a setting where there were adjacent yards, I would say during the week, maybe 8 a.m., 7 a.m. could make sense, okay. somewhere in that window. During the weekend, I would move that back to 8 to 9 in the morning. Okay. Yeah, I never start anything until after 8 a.m. I'm pretty I'm pretty decent that way. But I was up at uh, 5.30, 6 this morning, and like I had mentioned yesterday, I got was on vacation all last week, so every all the yard work that I normally do, and I'm pretty meticulous. I'm one of those guys that walk around the yard and pull weeds by hand, you know, see something like, ooh, and you pull that. It, it's it's got to look right because I, I, I'll, I'll drive down the street as I'm coming home or leaving, and I look, and I'm like, oh, that looks terrible. I, I got to go back and cut that or trim that or whatever, you know. If you if the bushes are trimmed, but like you got one sprout sticking out, I got to be that guy that goes over with the scissors and cuts that off. It just it bothers me. My I guess my OCD kicks in, and I've got two trees right now that I got to trim, and they're not really trees; they're like bushes, but they're just so overgrown it ain't funny. And I don't even know how to get up there and get them anymore. I thought about renting one of those lifts so I could just drive it through my front yard and put up myself up in a cherry picker to trim my bushes. These big giant trees of some type. I don't even know what the hell they are, but anyway. So this morning got up early and uh, got outside, finished washing all the windows in the house. I do it twice a year. I do it in the spring. I do it in the kind of like the summer slash fall uh, after some of the hard rains. So I did all that today. I got people coming to the house. So I'm getting the yard nice, getting the patio, the tiki bar and everything nice because we're people are coming to town for the uh, for the Buffett concert this weekend. Getting all that together, you know, that type of stuff. So I, I can't wait to get back outside and finish up what I started. And then tonight, i got to get it all done in a timely manner because tonight we're going down to uh, Wednesday Night Live at the Bud Pavilion at the Wisconsin State Fair Park. So we're going to be down there tonight. So, But I never start anything before 8 a.m. And I, my neighbor has two newborns, one who's like, I shouldn't say newborn, one who's like a couple of years, maybe a year and a half old, and the other one is relatively new. So I try not to be too loud and wake them up, especially if they've had long nights and not been able to sleep because of the kids. So try to be, I try to be a good neighbor, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Well, was someone out there ripping it this morning? Uh, not really. Um, uh, but I always wonder, you know, I, I kind of bring stuff to the show when I have, uh, questions, you know, it's kind of like when I had the, uh, when I was in the public park and I was way away from people smoking a cigar and one of the baseball coaches got mad at me and said, you, you can't smoke at league games. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm not near anybody. I'm outside, you know? So, and I, I got a lot of people that reacted to that. I wanted to see if my feelings and my thoughts are a long line of the masses, or if I'm doing something wrong and egregious, then I want to know about it. You know, because then maybe my opinion is different and somebody can explain to me why my opinion is wrong and the mass opinion would be right. So sometimes you check your moral compass at the door of this program. Yeah. You know, I wish I could bring answers. I just I'm not at that stage of owning a yard yet. Yeah. We're close. That's OK. 
That's okay. Ebo's the yard guy. He's very proud of his flowers. Is, yeah, I've seen Ebo work uh, work a little outside. Ebo's a, a naturist. I've always he's he's always hiking. <laughs> he's he's got the you know the cat out with him, and uh, they're out you know <laughs> doing flower child stuff and concerts and venues and such. So yeah, I I, I either that or they're working out. He's taking uh, he's taking booty shots of his wife doing squats with some kind of cool booty rap music in the background, which I thought was fantastic. He's like, yeah, she loves it. I'm like, okay, hey, go with that. So, yeah, not that I kind of. It's really weird because I was at. We did that. We talked to him about that on the air. The was it was like two weeks ago. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. And I, I asked him about it. I had a buddy of mine call me up and go, "Do you really watch videos of?" The guy you work with, his <laughs> wife's ass? I said, no. It's just as you're scrolling Instagram, they're just there. It's not like you're searching them out going, you know, looking up Jen booty shots or anything like that, you know? <laughs> no, it's just as you're scrolling by. There's Evo working out. You're like, oh, look at him, you know. He's he's flexing the guns. Oh, there's his wife. She's doing squats. Now, you got to stop shots. the scroll, Bill. Stop the so, scroll. Uh, you know, I just scr- But that just it. I just scroll. I don't search. I'm not one of those guys that get too deep into stuff and start looking for things. Uh, I just I just scroll. That's it. I just scroll and search. I don't uh, I don't get specific. If it's there, it's there. If it's not, it's not. That's the way I kind of kind of look at life. If it's in front of me, otherwise it's effort, and I don't like to put effort into that. Not into social media. Not unless I'm trying to find something specific that I absolutely positively need to pay attention to, say for the show. But other than that. Psh- if it comes up, great. Otherwise, nah, not going to happen. Uh, 877-867-1670. That's the phone number we were asking a little bit earlier. Should you like to answer the question, if indeed you are uh, looking at the Green Bay Packers as they uh, are on the uh, the couple of eaves before training camp, as training camp gets underway next week, what is the biggest concern going into going into the, uh, the uh, training camp season? the Green Bay Packers. I think the majority of people right now, after looking and reading all of this, I think the majority of it is that uh, people are, (laughs) excuse me, most concerned about the offensive line. If I had to put my finger on it, most concerned about the offensive line. While on one hand, I will say that a lot of people talk about the wide receiving core and or special teams, which are not out of the realm of possibility. I agree with that. But I think the number one thing that people are concerned about is the offensive line. David Bakhtiari coming back, Elton Jenkins, when he's going to be back. If they can't go, if they're ineffective, who's going to take over? And then the depth after that. So, um, This one is from Peggy, who says, my number one concern is uh, David Bakhtiari. Has anybody got an update as to whether or not he's doing okay or is he still nursing the knee or what? I We'll find out from Mike Clemens coming up in about an hour from now. About an hour from now, we'll check. Uh, I have not uh, – we, we know Bakhtiari's been working out. They've talked about it. Matt LaFleur seemed to at least for a brief period of time put some calm into the David Bakhtiari story during the last OTA in minicamp when he just said, Look, we expect David to be ready to go come training camp. So that was a little more emphatic than what we've heard prior to that during the lead-up. But nobody's definitely said, oh, yeah, David Bakhtiari, no problem. He's good to go. No problem. So we're waiting to see if anybody or everybody has seen David working out and he's going to throw the pads on and he's going to be one of the first ones out there come training camp. We'll see. 
We'll see. But uh, right now, I think you cross your fingers, you say a couple of novenas, you hold your breath a little bit. Uh, because if he can't go, it's not like all is lost. Because you still have Yash Nyman, you still got Royce Clayton, you still got a decent offensive line. You still have John Runyon, Josh Myers. You've got guys that can fill the bill. The problem is it begins then to affect your depth. And we all know depth on the offensive line is paramount. But here's one thing to think about. Is depth in the offensive line and offensive line coaching and offensive line play has not necessarily been an issue. The offensive line, specifically the offensive line coaching, has been fantastic. This offensive line, for the most part, has held up. It wasn't until guys that had been out a long time, such as Bakhtiari, such as Billy Turner and such, came back last year at the end of the season, it just looked like they were rusty. And the offensive line did not perform well in one of the biggest moments, and that was against the San Francisco 49ers. So I think the offensive line is going to be fine, but you can run if it does come down to, we'll say, some injury issues. You can run into some depth problems. Uh, John says, uh, no way Bakhtiari is going to be 100%. He's going to be rusty. He hasn't played in almost a year and a half. Yeah, but that's what that's what training camp is for. If he's healthy enough to practice at training camp, I'm fine with it. I think he's going to be okay. The question is not whether or not he's going to be fine after stepping onto the field for training camp. The question is whether or not he's able to step on the field and go through the rigors of training camp without any additional knee injuries or issues. I shouldn't say injuries. Issues such as swelling or pain or discomfort or flexibility issues and what have you. That's that's what you're looking for. 877-867-1671. Hit us up by all means. Go ahead and do so. Go ahead and do so. Uh, this one's from Cheddar Dave out of the email inbox. And he says, uh, Bill, for, first of all, he says, great show. Then he says, uh, I'm not concerned about David Bakhtiari. I think he's going to be fine. I think this was, this was all a smoke screen to take the pressure off of him. I'm more concerned about Elton Jenkins and when he returns. If he has knee problems like Bakhtiari did this past year, then when would you expect Elton Jenkins to be back, if at all? Then they have to fill the bill on the right tackle position, and then depth becomes an issue there as well. How good are the rookies? Uh, we talked a little bit about that, um, not only with Mike Clemens, who we're going to hear from, like I said, coming up in about an hour, but also Wayne Larravee uh, about a month and a half ago, about a month ago, when we were talking about whether or not Sean Ryan would move out and become that right tackle. Uh, you, you, they drafted Zach Tom as well. Sean Ryan's probably a little more suited to be able to be moved around a little bit. Uh, you Don't forget, you still have... Cole Van Landen, he's another guy that you can move into a certain position, whether it's guard or tackle. He's more suited to guard, most believe, but he could play it if absolutely necessary. But I I, I really I, I like their pickups. Jake Hansen most likely going to be the backup center. Sean Ryan, Zach Tom, both of those guys going to be groomed to play both positions, whether it's tackle or guard. Cole Van Landen can play tackle and guard. He's more suited for a guard size-wise than he is a tackle, but he does have at least – uh, the ability to do it in a pinch. But just you got to hope that Bakhtiari's okay. Nyman and Royce Clayton are going to be right there. They can bounce him outside. Maybe even if you have to move Sean Ryan or Zach Tom into the guard position, you bounce Royce Newman out to the outside tackle position if you have to. I think they have enough versatility to be good. If you don't have Bakhtiari and you don't have Elton Jenkins, then you're still going to be covered, but your depth becomes an issue should there be an injury. That's where, that's where. 
um, you start to have uh, a bit of a concern, more so than anything. So hopefully that explains at least my side of thinking when you talk about the depth issue and about the concern for the offensive line. Uh, Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. We're going to come back, and we'll get more into this. Got a lot more to talk about as well. There's many other things to discuss. As a matter of fact, uh, there is um, some stuff out that uh, talks about the NFL power rankings and projections for every team in the NFL. That just came out uh, via the four-letter network. We're going to get into that discussion and the overall scores and where the Green Bay Packers place in that. That's coming up next. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin and well beyond the borders. If you have it, you know it. And if you don't, you thank God you don't. Then you have other issues maybe. Maybe you're tired, you're moody, you're sluggish, you're over the age of 30. Stop in and get your numbers checked. They could say, look, maybe a little with the low T going on. Maybe you need some supplements, some vitamins, things that you have. Maybe a, a little bit of a, a a mal in, not malnourished, but maybe the malnutrition when it comes to some of the supplements and or vitamins that your body needs on a daily basis. Maybe there's the all-in-one weight loss program. You're looking at yourself going, holy crap. I put on weight. Uh, T-shirt season is not doing me any kind of favors right now. I'll tell you that right now. So maybe you need the all-in-one weight loss program. Whatever it is, you can get, you can garner yourself a brand new you. They can make you better. Just go to New Mail Medical. New Mail Medical Center. The medical experts, they can help you. They can, they can point you in the right direction. Call them, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. Again, 414 414- Four five five four four five one locations in Wisconsin and all throughout, but one phone number again four one four four five five four four five one. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Yesterday, it is now on the radar, and uh, we all know that our friends up in Peshtigo, Forgotten Fire Winery, fantastic. The Moscato that they uh, had come out with, they finally have Moscato back in stock. Oh, that was so good. Oh, my goodness. So, so good. I'm a Moscato fan anyway, a little bit sweeter wines, but uh, nevertheless, it was really, really, really good. But now, if you go to the store in Peshtigo, if you go to the winery and tell them, uh, I want the Bill Michaels deal. Oh, they're going to give you a deal. I'm not kidding. Uh, they've had such a good reaction where people walk in and use our name that they're giving you a bit of a discount. So go into Forgotten Fire Winery in Peshtigo. If you're doing a winery tour throughout the state, stop by and uh, drop our name, and they will give you a discount. There is a Bill Michael special. I kid you not. I kid you not. Uh, however, let's just say you're not in Peshtigo, okay? Maybe you're going to your local uh, Woodman's. Maybe you're going to your local grocery store, liquor store, wine store, whatever it happens to be. Just look for it. ForgottenFireWinery.com. ForgottenFireWinery.com. Look at all the different things that they have to offer, um, whether it's the Moscato or the Hot Mess or or whatever uh, the name of the wine happens to be. They have many different types. But uh, stop in and check out Forgotten Fire Winery in Peshtigo or stop into your local grocery store, liquor store, wine store, and say Forgotten Fire Winery. Point me in that direction. I want to give them a shot. I want to try them because they just believe in fun in a bottle. That's it. Fun in a bottle. They don't care about being pretentious or snooty. Don't drink with your pinky out. No, just 
enjoy if you're a wine enthusiast or maybe you just enjoy good wine there you go there you go um so robert in eau claire wants to know uh what i think about undervaluing a good kicker now when ben when he says that does that mean you know at the thought of the loss of of mason crosby after this season when the contract runs out and just with it being a you know a fair concern about the team after the performance last season um i think that it, it, there was far more associated to the process in my opinion than what we were you know told publicly if you go back and you watch a lot of the film um you know, and I don't, I don't want to sit here and just completely rip the hell out of Corey Bajorquez, but Bajorquez often had issues. And I think what happens is you have a rhythm, okay? Hut, snap, and you're already moving as a kicker. Kick, swing, operation, okay? It's all timing, operation. And I think what happens is when you have a holder that begins to screw up the operation, you have hesitation. You don't get into a rhythm. And I do think that there was more than a few holds that weren't pro- weren't proper. Uh, it caused the ball to drift. We've already been through this, so I don't have to go through this whole thing again about the direction the laces have to be. Either straight forward or straight back, but you can't go left or right because that's where the ball is going to go. So I think part of it was that. And I think after a while, part of it just got into his head that there was going to be a problem. You know, the, the old adage is, is, you know, you you were, you were conditioned to think a certain way. And if every time you walk past somebody, they punch you in the arm, then the next time that person comes by you or the time after that or the time after that, you flinch a little thinking that you're going to be punched in the arm, even if they don't do it. I think the same thing can happen for kickers. Your repetition becomes skewed because of problems. And after a while, I just think it gets into your head and then things went south. Now you've got a new holder. Uh, obviously, it's a new year. It's a new opportunity. It's a new chance to get into rhythm, if you will. And Pat O'Donnell is familiar with Passaccia. He's a guy that uh, comes highly recommended, very good with the operation, with the process. So when you talk about undervaluing a kicker, okay, let me go back because I want to answer your question. I think part of it's the process. But when you have a kicker that's a veteran that's made big kicks and big moments, there's something to be said for that. But I think to me more so about than anything right now is getting the process and the timing right consistently every time, every time. Sometimes, you know, it can be just a bad snap and such, but I think it's so much dependent upon the holder. So Pat O'Donnell is a guy that's supposed to be a large, and I, I got to admit, I'm not a guy that sits down and watches the process of punters and how they hold for kickers. I, I That's not me. I only go by what I'm told. And from what I hear is Pat O'Donnell is so much better at the process and about the operation and the hold than what Bohorquez was, which was one of the reasons Bohorquez was jettisoned. That and the inconsistency. So I'm, I'm just thinking if you, part of it's the kicker, yes and the ability and the concentration and such. But the other part of me says it's also the operation. And we have seen that now go from good to bad, and now we'll see if it goes back to good again. Does that that make it make sense? Hopefully it does. Um, 
Let's see here. What else do we have? Uh, this is from Jake who says, uh, what are your thoughts on TJ Slayton this season? Uh, I hope he takes the next step. I hope he, I you know, after being a fifth rounder last year, I hope that he, you know, you, your, your quote sophomore year, if you will, you have that offseason now, okay? You have the offseason. You now go away. You rest. You relax. You know what's expected of you. You know what your workout routine is. You know what it's like to be an NFL player. You know the bulk you're going to begin to put on. You know what your goals are when they send you away in the offseason. So now we'll see how T.J. Slayton reacts. It would be a huge benefit if T.J. Slayton was a really formidable backup for Kenny Clark to have then Dean Lowry, Kenny Clark, Jerron Reed, Devontae Wyatt, T.J. Slayton, all able, even Jonathan Ford to a certain extent, who they drafted in the seventh round, but all of those guys, if they can rotate that beef up front and, and, and to have it be um, sustainable and grinding on an offensive line, specifically the interior of an offensive line, it's, it's, it makes such a difference. And it makes the guys behind you, like Quay Walker, like Devondre Campbell, like Chris Barnes, it makes them so much better. Because then you legitimately have to, you can't handle these guys like Kenny Clark and Jerron Reed and Dean Lowry and TJ Slayton and Devontae White. You, you, if you can't handle them one-on-one, then it begins to open things up for guys like Rashawn Gary, um, Eric Stokes, even your corner coming off the edge and such. It makes things better for Preston Smith. It makes things better, as I had mentioned before, for uh, for Chris Barnes. It, it makes things better. You take a guy like Darnell Savage, the free safety coming off the edge. You can then pick and choose when to use Stokes, when to use Savage, when to use Douglas, when to use Adrian Amos, when to bring those guys, you know, if you need it. It, it makes things so much better. It just does. 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, let's go ahead and do so. Um, let's go to uh, let's go to the phone calls. Let's go to Robert. Robert, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Nope. He gone. Called back, I'm sorry, to clarify the question about the oh, kicker. Oh, okay. I was wondering, in terms of points and the production a kicker could bring, whether it is worth drafting one, and see, uh, specifically in the first round. Mm, oh God, no, no! I would never, ever, ever draft a kicker in the first round. Just so you know, <laughs> just n- no, not happening. Um, maybe fifth, sixth, or seventh, and fifth is a stretch, unless he's a kicker that is just stunning in college and hitting it consistently inside the pro hashes versus the college hashes. And he's doing it from 60 in. Uh, There is no way I'm ever drafting a kicker above round five. Never. I I think there was one of those, the Georgia tech kid from a couple years ago, but then Mm -hmm. he got to the NFL and missed everything. It, yeah, it, it, no, I just not, not not happening. Aguayo. Never. was his name? Yeah. Not happening. I, I you know, I, all I, all you have to do is say BJ Sander. Not happening. Who's that? He was a punter. <laughs> he was a punter. Had to go, had to go out and get a punter. Yeah, the punting was not good in the uh in the playoffs and Mike Sherman drafted a punter and it's like, "Oh my god." No. 
No. Third round, no. <laughs> Bad. Bad move. Not drafting a kicker, not drafting a punter. Uh, you can bring in numerous, numerous kickers and punters and usually find somebody formidable enough that can at least get you through. You know, it's not going to be perfect, but can at least get you through. Uh, otherwise, no. Not wasting a draft choice on it. Not going to happen. Do you remember Rich Eisen's whole rant during the draft a couple years ago when a punter got selected? It was like the best moment not. ever. I'll try to find the audio. doesn't have to do uh, with anything. People are but... bringing up Sebastian Janikowski. Uh, remember the comments by, what was it, Peyton Manning talking about, quote, our idiot kicker, Sebastian Janikowski? He was good. Was he first-round choice good? No. He was another kicker. You know, it, no. I think if they had to do it all over again, there's no way in hell you take Sebastian Janikowski. No way. Ain't happening. I'm just, I'm just not. Uh, I've, I've, I bought in in the past, and I have learned my lesson. Uh, just like every time I would pick a team, I, when I would pick Jameis Winston to get me a win, um, it, every damn time. Uh, they would lose every time. So I just learned my lesson. I just I quit quit betting on Jameis Winston. He just he, he was so inconsistent, and every time I think, okay, here you go, nope. So I, I learned the same thing with kickers. Nope, not happening. Never taking a kicker above round five. And if I take him at five, he better be unbelievable. I mean, like stunning unbelievable. This is Rich Eisen talking about a kicker being taken, or a punter being taken. Take a listen. ...of NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Brian Anger, punter, California. We've got a punter. Let me tell you something, people. Punters are people, too, and I want to see some punting footage. Give me some punting XO. Punting XO. Punting XO, okay. Yes. <laughs> <What a kid>. <laughs> <laughs> Anger is a punter. He's a weapon. He's not a punter. He's a weapon. Just leave it there. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Go ahead, Rich. Take the rest. I, I want this one. I want to know who fielded the ball inside the five Me on too. the fly. Hey, I want to know who that was. Wasn't Sepulveda a punter from Cal? Yeah, no, no, Sepulveda was from Baylor. I'll just be quiet. He's I want Baylor. more footage. Punt it. But here's the thing to... Here's the thing to remember, Rich. East West Shrine punter. East West Shrine. All of that over a punter. I'd rather slam an appendage in a car door than watch a punter be taken at third. Ain't happening. People are all about Janikowski. That's fine. Tell me another punter taken in round one. And don't forget Janikowski got trade or uh, got let go, too. Again, you can talk about Janikowski all you want. Is he a Hall of Famer? Way overvalued. Way overvalued. He was a good kicker. I'm not denying that. I'm not saying he wasn't a good kicker. I'm saying there's no way in hell I'm taking it number one. Never, ever, ever taking a kicker or a punter in the first round. Never. I'm not doing it. If you want to do it, that's fine. If you're that confident, I'm sure you were at all, all at home sitting there saying, you know what? The Colts, they got to take Janikowski. You got to take a kicker. You got to take him. No, you're probably sitting there thinking to yourself, I need a wide receiver. I need a defensive lineman. I need an offensive lineman. I need a left tackle. I need a running back. Anything. I need a better beer vendor than taking a kicker or a punter in the first round. 
Not happening. Not happening. We got to go back to Ray Guy. Ray, really? That's how far we got to go back? No, ain't happening. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Continue on this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Quick Trip. Top tier alternative fuels, no fee ATMs. That's the best. Go in there and get your money full free, which is what you're supposed to get it for. And uh, obviously, use your quick rewards card when you're there. They're giving away all kinds of stuff. Right now, they got a, a promo going on with Mountain Dew. They've got cash for the summer. They got so many good things happening at Quick Trip. You can't do anything if you don't stop in for one. And secondly, if you don't use that quick rewards card. See all the stores for details, but uh, I'm telling you, Quick Trip, oh, love having Quick Trip right here in our own backyard. No way I'm taking a kicker in the first round. Just ain't happening. Ain't happening. Nope. Sebastian Janikowski, I get it. He had a long career with Oakland, wrapped up with Seattle. Uh, somebody brought up Vanderjack, and that was who Peyton Manning uh, called uh, the idiot kicker. We're talking about our idiot kicker who got liquored up and ran his mouth. I remember that. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It just it not happening. I'm I, you. That's fine. You can talk about their stats and about how good you think they were. That's great. But I'm not taking a kicker. Number. Why are we arguing about kickers going number one? That's that's what I want to know. Robert was passionate. I that, that's fine. If you want to value a kicker that high, I think if you do, you're going to end up being wrong. You're going to let a lot of better players that are going to have more of an impact on your team go by the way. That's what it comes down to is, you know, kickers can't put points on the board, okay? But for the value of the position that you draft them, I'm not going after a kicker. It's just it's just me. It's my preference. It's not going to happen. I've seen way too many. There are the – Janikowski is kind of like the, the, uh, the exception to the rule. He was a good kicker, no doubt. He had a long career. Yes, I understand it. But I'm just I'm not valuing that position at a kicker. I'm going to go find me a, a more impactful player on a consistent basis. That's all. Um, <laughs> Brian says Morton Anderson dating my baby sister when uh, the Saints come to a lacrosse for training camp. Oh my God! Here we go. We're going back to Ray Guy, Morton Anderson, Janikowski back in 2000. Just I'm 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 sorry I'm not. And Janikowski, no, he was a kicker. He was a good kicker. Well, because I had to look his stats up. He his for his career, he hit eighty point four percent of his kicks for his career. He tied the record with a sixty three yarder in two thousand and eleven, and that was the year that he hit eighty eight point six percent of his kicks. He was 100% for the majority of his career on extra points. Um, he made 29 or made 28 out of 29 
in 2003, missed one, missed one in 2004, uh, missed one in 2008, and missed a couple 2015-2016, and missed a couple, three of them, in 2018. Missed three of them. But, um, again, I don't know why we're why we're worried about kickers. But I get the question. How much... He's a weapon. He's not a <laughs> He's a weapon. Punters now can flip the field. Punters can give you hang time for um for coverage. And they can also be a weapon in the sense of field position. That I get. They can they can get you out of a hole or they could put the opponent into a hole. But I'm still not going after a punter or a kicker in the first round. Robert is apparently appalled at the lack of respect for punters and kickers that I have. I respect them. You need them. Okay? I'm not saying you don't need them. It's not a lack of respect. It's a lack of respect for the ranking. I, I Again, I... I think they're, you obviously have to have them. They're part of your special team. Special teams is a third of the game. I get it. But not valuing a punter or a kicker above a fifth-round draft choice. It's just, I'm just, I'm not doing it. If you want to do it, that's fine. I'm not. Kickers are kind of like a toilet plunger. Like, you need it, but you don't you need, need to it. spend that much money on it because you can get them everywhere. That commentary, ladies and gentlemen, for all of you punters and kickers, brought to you by one Ben Z. Kenny of the Bill Michael Show. Equating a kicker to a plunger. But I get it. You're right. In that analogy, you're right. You need it. You have to have it. But you're not going to use it all the time. And it's not one of the most valuable. You're not going to go out and the first thing, you, when you buy a new house, what's the first thing you buy? If you're walking into an empty house, what are you going to buy? Probably start with like a bed. Something very significant. Bed? Right? You're going to use all the time. Bed, TV, couch, dishes. You're going to go in that, maybe maybe a desk, place to work. The last thing you're buying is the plunger. Shower curtain as well. Shower curtain shower gets you. Shower curtain. You don't shower think you curtain. need one, and then you realize you don't have it. Yeah, until you shower and you got water all over your floor. Exactly. You know? So you're, you're, you're not getting the plunger. For, you're not walking into a new home going, man, what if the crapper backs up? Holy mackerel, we have to run right now to the hardware store and get ourselves a plunger. Before we buy a television, before we buy a bed, before we buy a couch, any place to lay our head down, just in case I get, you know, the gut bubbles, we have to go find ourselves a plunger. Because it could happen at any moment in time, I could unleash a catfish that will then plug the the entire system in the neighborhood. Got to go get one. But then there are some households that definitely need one more often, you know? Oh, sure. Some people are a little bad... more explosive. Yeah. Well, you either have bad plumbing or you're somebody who enjoys cheese. You're dropping some bricks in that thing. Uh, by the way, Mark says, uh, hey, what about the kicker that came in from Philadelphia that had the movie made about him? Ask Ben. Ben, what about the kicker that in Philadelphia had the movie made about him? Is he talking about the garbage picking field goal kicking Philadelphia phenomenon movie? 
because that was a horrid film. <laughs> the garbage picking, field goal kicking, <laughs> Philadelphia movie. Oh, my God. It's a real film. It is a real film. Disney tells you enough. Yep. Yeah. Tony Danza was in that movie, if I'm not mistaken. Am I? Am I? Because it, it was, I think it was Tony Danza, right? Yes. Correct. It was. <laughs> Tony Danza. Who's the boss? A Philadelphia garbage man. As a field goal kicker. Yeah. Giving the average Joe a shot in the NFL, as they put it. Many people have made jokes about Philadelphian garbage for years after that film. Yep. No wonder Philadelphians are angry. They had a field goal kicker who was a garbage man. I've always said every now and then you can find a beer vendor. If he can fight through the crowd, he could probably block for a running back. There you go. Then they made that damn movie about Vince Papali. Oh, man. There you go. And Rocky's not even real. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right? Rocky's not even real. Rocky's tiny, too, by the way. You ever stood next to Sylvester Stallone? I could step over him. <laughs> well, you're tall. You're, He's you're tiny. A guy. Yeah. He's tiny, tiny, tiny. But it's messed up. <laughs> the first athlete you think of, everybody in the country, when you think of Philadelphia, I guarantee you at least half would say Rocky. And I, I have trouble with that because it's fake. Um... Yeah, I mean, the first time, I, the first player I think of uh, when I think of Philadelphia is Allen Iverson. That's the that's the first one I think of. That works, Doctor J. You know, I start going through that whole list. So, I'm, I'm a little different that way. There's no statue. Pete Rose, when Pete Rose and, and Mike Schmidt were teamed up in the in the Phillies organization. So, no statue for AI though. Statue for Rocky. No statue for Rocky. Correct. There you go. Uh, we got off onto a really weird, weird tangent. Hey, coming up here in about 10 minutes, uh, Mike Clemens is going to be joining us. We'll talk some more football. And I will ask Mike where he values a kicker so Robert doesn't lose his damn mind because he's in Eau Claire right now. I guarantee you he's, he's like driving over to Pizza Del Rey and he's just trying to break through the wall to get in and punch that clown right in the face. So um, anyway, I want to ease his tensions just a little bit. Uh, there you go. Dr. J, first guy that comes to mind when you talk about Philadelphia. That's from uh, that's from Darren. Uh, we're going to step away, take a quick break, come back. Got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. State Fair, you can check in and see our friends over at the Milwaukee Admirals. I'm sure Wojo's probably going to be, uh, Wojo's one of the uh, upper executives, if you will. He's probably going to be at Wednesday Night Live tonight. I'll probably see him. But uh, the Admirals, uh, they're always out uh, doing stuff in the community. So uh, there's probably going to be a Milwaukee Admirals set up and such out there, and Roscoe's going to be running around. But also, don't forget, season tickets uh, and tickets in general are on sale right now. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com and get ready for the 2022-2023 season. As the Admirals take to the ice yet again, they have uh, advanced into the postseason for the first time in a while. Now they're looking to expound upon it. Look for playoff hockey coming at you next year for the upcoming season. 
for the Milwaukee Admirals. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Again, that's MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Uh, welcome back. Glad to have you. So, the uh, let's see here. The uh, I got a you know, uh, Steve says I can't find the picture of the clown from uh, Pizza Del Rey. I got to post it. I got to I got to pull it out. I'll I'll, I'll track it down. It, it's just a, it's this goofy clown that hangs in this machine, and you'll just be sitting there eating, and all of a sudden this thing just starts to make this creepy laugh, and it starts to move. It it just I don't know. Some people don't like clowns. I'm not one that necessarily is afraid of clowns, but like the clown from It. If you've ever seen the movie from Stephen King called It, yeah, it's it's I don't need that. That clown reminds me of that clown. So I yeah, that's that's don't need that at all. Just just FYI. <laughs> so Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. By the way, our buddy Dwayne from Dwayne's Cover It All says uh his biggest concern for the Packers going into training camp is the uh irrigation system and the sprinkler system at Lambeau Field. And I kind of had to pause for a minute. He said, what about Mike Clemens doing a review on the sprinkler system at Lambeau Field? We'll have Mike coming up after the top of the hour to talk a little bit about the uh, the handheld watering system he bought for his home that showed the 90-year-old birthday of the, uh, what we'll call it, the, de- the Depends Dribble. So <laughs> that's coming up here in just a little bit. He has his hose out. There you, there you go. oh my goodness god i love this program things just pop up every now and then you just kind of kind of move along with it uh troy says my number one concern for the green bay packers is aaron Rodgers coming in with the right mindset because if he is all will be right with the world go pack go that is from our buddy troy troy appreciate the email this one's from sean who says uh, watching David Bakhtiari uh, in that last game of the season, he wasn't moving extremely well. Do you think he's going to be moving better? Do you think the knee is going to continue? I, I don't know. We'll talk with Mike about it coming up, but I don't know. Sean, look, all of this is speculation. Who the hell knows? Who the hell knows? No clue. No clue at all. Going back to the rankings of NFL teams, and I mentioned this going into one of the breaks, and I didn't I didn't get right to it. But we'll expound upon it coming up in the next hour. But ESPN says the overall scores for the, these franchises over the next couple of years, the, the Buffalo Bills are number one, followed by the Kansas City Chiefs. After that, you're kind of wondering who might it be. It's the Packers. Overall score of 87.7. Uh, most of the attention paid to the Packers surrounds at least Aaron Rodgers. The biggest worry, while the quarterback situation for the short term has been settled, it's secure with Rodgers in the new contract, it does not change the fact that it remains the biggest question mark moving forward with no Devontae Adams. And then obviously if anything happens to Aaron Rodgers and he walks away, what are you left with? You know, what could change for the better? Green Bay has to figure out the Jordan Love future. He wants to play, but the Packers have shown so much trust in, in him that uh, they've kept him around. They've jettisoned backups, but Jordan Love still remains the biggest X factor. And then you got to figure out whether or not uh, stat to know Jair Alexander, Alexander led all outside corners in yards per coverage in 2020. Can he repeat that again? So some things to think about in regards to the Green Bay Packers being the third best, at least ranked the third best franchise overall by the Four Letter Network. Another hour yet to go. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. Mike Clemens joining us next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.